0: Hey, y'all, I'm back again. I am super duper honored that you would decide to join me on this Wednesday morning. I hope that your week has already been incredible like you are. I tell you what, you have entered into one of the most precious uh, areas of my life, which is to talk to you from my podcast, Salutations and Importations, Well, I'm your host, Soul Care Coach Apostle Antoine Braggs I normally don't tell you my function because it's not as important And I want you to feel very comfortable as I talk to you I don't want you to get hung up on titles or anything like that Because like I tell you, every week we have a friendship going on So we are jointly connected (laughs) as we should be as a people in in particular as the body of Christ and those of you that are listening in and maybe you're considering joining the body of Christ I want to be your friend that grabs your hand and walk you into that level of relationship but I tell you what I was so blessed by the response that I received as it relates to the podcast that I did last week on perfect love And so, this broadcast that I'm going to share with you today, and this particular content that God has given me to talk through, is called Love Covers. Love Covers. I know we live in a generation that is built on based upon exposure. We are always looking to expose the next person that's dealing with something in their life that we feel like brings about a reproach to God's name. Or we are always looking for ways to expose people that have fallen. Now, we should be looking for ways to deal with things that where we see evil pervading in areas in our world. But when it comes to exposing people that are genuine about their relationship with Christ and maybe had maintained some level of sobriety in an area, because the Bible says, "Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary is always looking, seeking whom he may devour." And one of the things that we don't want to ever become is the accuser of the brethren, excuse me, and join sides with the enemy as he's seeking to devour that he would have easy access to us as brothers and sisters because one of us have broke rank or we have traded or turned on each other, you know? So we have to get in a place where we don't cover sin glory to God love covers sin we cover people while love covers the sin in their life and so we have to become very strategic about the way that we see people that fall you know if they, especially if they are open to change in some way and we don't get to know that unless we're in levels a relationship with them whether or not they sometimes are genuinely repentant their hearts are are in a place where they are just as concerned about their failure as you and i are because as intercessors as counselors as people of faith we should not be in a place where we we start getting angry or mad or even hate our brothers and sisters because of the sins that they may commit or have committed you know be 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 angry Yes, uh, about, you know, sometimes some things in your own life, but you can't look into somebody else's life and get angry with them about even lifestyles of sin. Right. Because it is our responsibility that when we see a brother or sister overtaken in a fault, the Bible says he that is spiritual, restore them. You know, be wise about that. Be strategic about that. And I'm not saying that we should give people a license to sin or pat people on the back that are sinning. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that we should take the approach that God takes when it comes to loving people. And by loving kindness, he drew us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died on the cross for us. What greater love than to lay down your life for one's friend? And so Christ calls us friends and sons and daughters. And so we must take that mindset and that approach. And I know that we have a hard time with this. I understand that there are just some people, they just live a life of sin and they want us to cosign on their sinful life. You know, I know that that is a place where there's a battle or a struggle, and some, sometimes as Christians, that's where we kind of, you know, are not sure about this whole grace and unconditional love thing because we see so many people abuse it. But I'm not even talking about the people that abuse that, and even if they do abuse it, love just keeps going why because love has a way to convict people it is the goodness of god that leads people to repentance so sometimes that goodness comes from our lives into their lives and that's how they are able to change and so we want to be very careful as we demonstrate the message of christ that we don't become pharisees and sadducees that we don't become people that stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful but our, our light is in the law of the Lord. And like Psalms once said, uh, the law of the Lord. And we meditate on that law. Why? So that we can be like trees planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in our own season. That our leaves shall not wither and whatsoever we do shall prosper. We have got to maintain that standing. That we will not stand in the way of even people that are lost. We will not be the stumbling block in their way. And we will not be their judge. You know, the Bible says judge nothing before it's appointed time. So we don't want to be in judgment. Now, if we have the what responsibility of rearing people up, such as rearing our children up in our homes, or even rearing spiritual sons and daughters, we cannot make them do anything. And we cannot be on the side Of the accuser Where we attack them Because they know right And maybe they're not doing right Sometimes we just have to sit down Talk to them Talk through it So that we can kind of understand Where they are And where their heart is And what's actually going on That may be preventing them From getting in that place Where they would accept This type of counsel That helps them to get their lives on track But what they need to feel from us Until they get there Is unconditional love And I know that you're like me, you may have struggled with that for some time. Uh, I struggled with it for years because I felt like that even myself, when I would fall to whatever it was that I was dealing with, you know, especially when I was addicted to porn, you know, or if I feel like I compromised in any way, you know, I would fall and it took me years to accept the grace of God. and until I accepted the love of God and the grace of God, then I really couldn't change. I was telling somebody the other day that grace is the empowerment to make the change. But love should be the medicine that, you, that you're able to take from even other believers' lives until you get to that place where you love yourself enough that you would change, that you would shift. And where you allow god to love you enough that you have the empowerment through his grace and the release of his grace to make the change right and it takes some time some with some of us so we have to be very careful how we handle people in this hour because we don't really know what's happening in their psyche in their souls in their hearts in their minds right so anyway i have a particular scripture that god has given me for today i tell you again if you have joined my broadcast And maybe this is your first time listening to an episode. I welcome you. I'm so grateful that you would decide to even tune in to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would be saying to you through my broadcast. I make it my business to be yielded as I do this because I understand that what I say is so vital and so I must be careful with my words. That's the reason why I've learned the art of being slow to speak, slow to anger, and quick to listen. I didn't learn this overnight, but over the course of time and my years of walking with the Lord, I learned that if I'm really going to demonstrate what Warren Worsby calls ministry, I've got to make sure that I have divine resources. This is how he defines ministry. To meet human needs through a loving channel for his glory. So it is for his glory that I do this podcast. It is for his glory that I'm doing this episode. And I am looking to help you maneuver through whatever space that you need to move maneuver to as you grow in Jesus Christ. So first Peter. Four and eight. I'm going to only give you one verse today. I may say a lot of verses, but I'm going to only give you one address to a verse. Because God is talking to us from this verse. And I'm going to unpack this verse in your hearing the the rest of this time that we have on here as I speak to you. 1 Peter chapter number 4 starting at verse 8. Well, verse 8 is the only verse and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. As you know, I've fallen in love with the Passion Translation. Who knows what translation i will fall in love with next. I was in love with the Amplified. I was in love with the Message Bible. I was in love with King James for over a decade before I even would switch to other Bibles. I I mean, I have just been elated. New International Version, New Living Translation. I've used so many translations to make sure the Jewish Bible, the original translation, you know, I'm just, I'm really, my heart is to know and to understand want to make sure that I can live out the Word of God. And the only way that I can live it out is to understand it. So I oftentimes use different translations to make sure that I clearly get the meaning. So that when I apply this in my life, there will be no hindrance as to what uh, I'm able to, to, to grasp as I walk it out. And, and as I begin to appropriate it in my everyday life. let me read the text i guess i'm just so excited above all constantly echo so i want to tell you talk to you a little bit about that echo word it says above all constantly echo before i even get into what we're echoing i just want to deal with the greek verb echo because the greek verb echo can also mean to maintain mm -hmm, to possess to keep or to be so closely joined to something that you become its echo. In this case, we join ourselves so closely to God's love that we echo His forgiving, fervent love towards one another. We echo His forgiving, forgiving now, fervent love towards one another. You and I must become an echo of love. We must become an echo. We like to become an echo of prophecy. We like to become an echo of preaching, you know. But we have got to become the echo of love if we're going to see the world affected and infiltrated by born-again, baptized believers that know that they are the living organism that has been left in the earth, that, that archaeological um, research and, and, and things of that nature are looking for The body of Jesus Christ cannot be found because we are the echo in the earth. And the way that we demonstrate that echo is more than our words. It's our deeds. Love is a expressive word. Love is a verb. It's an action word. And so we must express that love. Jesus went on to say it like this. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. How? When you have love one toward another. When the love of God is toward another, when it is in pursuit of another, you know. So we have to get into that place in this season of our lives to understand the power of demonstrating love in the earth. I told you I struggled with this. I don't know why I struggled with this. Maybe it was because I needed love and I was so broken, I didn't know how to let people love me. I oftentimes talk about it that my wife was really the first human to teach me unconditional love, which means I know my mom would love me unconditionally. I know my dad. Well, you know, I'll say it like this: I know Gerald Bernard Ziegler loved me unconditionally, but but I I had never really had the experience of somebody just sticking with me you know really beyond my mom so I won't even say I never experienced it but on a deeper level you know with my wife just experiencing how she would love me through failure love me through weakness love me through times where I just didn't do the right thing right and she would unconditionally love me she would never change about that she was in high pursuit of me in that way And so I had to settle myself to accept the fact that she didn't love me based upon conditions. She actually loved me unconditionally. And so it took me a while to settle into that. And here I am today, been married for 20 years, been with my wife for going on 22 years, praise the Lord. And a generation that we are in today, that 22 years is like 42 years in this generation, or 62 years. But I tell you what, I didn't understand or I didn't allow unconditional love. I talked about it. I probably even had a facade to that I understood it on that level. But it just would, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And so I seen the reckless love of God through my wife for years before I, I properly was able to give it back to her on that level. You know? I, 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 I just appreciate God for that season in my life that, And I appreciate my wife for the grace That she showed me in that season But above all Constantly echo You gotta constantly do this You gotta be an echo of God's love And he, and he said Constantly echo God's intense well, His intense love For one another because what we want to do is just keep it bottled up for God what we want to do is spend hours with the Lord and no time with people to give them what God gave you in the hours you spent with him if you are spending hours with the Lord and you don't have much for people I would tell you to check yourself because you might not be spending hours with the Lord you may just think it you may be spending hours by yourself And leaning to your own understanding. Because when you come out of the presence of the Lord, you have a capacity for people to love them. So when you say people get on your nerves and you're a born-again believer, yes, they may get on your nerves sometimes. But for the most part, you want to encounter them so that you can share with them the heart of God in some way. It's not all the time talking about him. Sometimes it's just just being with them and they get to experience that through your life just by being with you because you have been with Him and your genuine approach to life and your genuine approach to them is major. So I just highly admonish us to allow God's intense love to settle in you so you can give it to the next person that's waiting on you. Sometimes uh, love is not mushy. The Bible says that love is patient, love is kind, love is not boastful, it's not proud. And I'm not even uh, looking at a Bible where I'm telling you that because I've fixed it in my heart to meditate on this scripture a whole lot in this season of my life. Because I remember seasons when I didn't know how to love people because I didn't know how to love myself. You are not going to love people beyond your ability to love yourself. That's why the Bible says love your neighbor as you do yourself. You have got to love them like you allow him to love you And like you have loved him back With all of your heart, your mind, and your soul Then you love your neighbor As you do yourself You gotta love you You must love you You must, you must, you must allow God to love on you So God's intense love for one another So above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another and here's why we got to do this. Here's why you got to love on that difficult brother or sister, that difficult spouse, that difficult child. You may have to implement some tough love sometimes. You, to you may have to speak the truth in love. You may have to do a, a, you know, an intervention that, that tells them the truth, but yet it's in love. They may even cry and you may think it's not love because you have to be direct. No, love is not always mushy. Love is absolutely direct just as much as it is as just wrapping your arms around somebody and hugging them. Sometimes the greatest love you can give them is the truth, is the truth. Not to lie to them, not to have false humility, you know, not to have secret love. Because the Bible says an open rebuke is better than secret love. So we have got to get in a place where the love of God becomes something that we understand first of all we need to understand what true love really is and so first corinthians chapter 13 takes us through that i won't take you through that today i may just take you through that next week because that's a lot of content that i think that would really help many of us if i can unpack it for you so that you can see it in where we are today in our world but goes on to say intense love for one another for love will be here it is this right here hang your hat right here Listen For love will be a canopy Over a multitude of sins What do you mean? Well If it's translated from the Aramaic, Watch this I'm going to go to Proverbs 10 and 12 real quick Give me one moment I just want to bring I said I was going to use one scripture But I think this will Help us out a little bit more It says Hatred keeps Oh quarrels alive. Uh-huh. But love draws a veil over every insult <laughs> that love. Let me tell you what that means. Love will cover up offenses against us, but never our own offenses. I want you to understand that. Love will cover up offenses against us, but never our own offenses so we got to be careful about intentionally offending people and not apologizing as if you don't need to apologize because love covers no not your offenses the offenses that people do towards you so watch this but love draws a veil over every insult and finds a way to make sin disappear wait y'all what did you just say to me apostle i said love finds a way to make sin disappear love covers a multitude of sin and transgression transgressions is things that people do against people things that have been done against you by people or things you have done against other people and that's why we have got to understand the power of love we have got to know that listen if god used love to draw us he's going to use love through us to draw other people he's going to use love to develop us to bring us up to help us to strengthen us to help us to really operate and model what the person of christ looks like in the earth that's why the bible says god is love he doesn't just do love it's not just an expression it is a person so, and the Bible also tells us God is spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So we don't even see where you know it is. It is that that's the only other time that we see it as strong. We know the names of God. I'm not saying that that's the only names we have for God, but no, this is the nature of who He is. This is the essence of His being. This is. Exactly, the personification of that life and life more abundantly that we are called to live. God is love. So, we as the people of Christ, we must learn how to allow God, how to allow. Let me say it like this When we talk about, and I was saying this today because we're in consecration and we are actually on day 17. And so, I was saying something to them today you know, when we were talking about that love thing. And it's so important when we think about and we process and we and we look at the importance of demonstrating, of becoming, of being, love. This thing right here, it separates, it separates the wheat from the tare, it separates the unbeliever from the believer. It separates the 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 accuser from the restorer. It separates. So when I tell you that love has a way of bringing about a major separation, this is how people know who we are. By how I don't care how many people say they love people, but yet they treat them like they're nobodies. I don't care how many people say they love people, but their whole ministry is based upon exposing someone else. That's not love. If you err on the side of the accuser, you have just joined teams with Satan. But we as a team of believers that genuinely have yielded our lives to Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have got to show the world. What is the difference? Why do they need to be believers? Why do they need to come into our churches? Why do they need to help us with our projects? Why do they need to give into our causes? They have gone to see love. Gandhi was talking about, I wouldn't want to be a Christian. If, 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 I, I mean, I wouldn't want to serve your God just because of Christians. He wouldn't want to serve Jesus Christ because we are, we project to be, Something And then we reject the fruit Of the very Of the very person of Christ We reject the fruit of the spirit Love We reject it We don't want to Because we feel like Some of us feel like We're being weak Sometimes God tells us Just love that person Do that They disrespected us We think No I'm going to let them have it No beloved You can't let them have it. Come and give it to God. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes people need to be shocked at your response. If people are getting the same reaction they got out of us five years ago, 10 years ago, we have not developed in our love walk. I'm not saying you are perfect. I'm not saying I don't get angry. I'm not saying people don't hurt my feelings. I'm not saying I don't get frustrated. I'm not saying that When I hear whispers of stuff about me, I don't want to address it because I do sometimes. But I realize one thing is for sure that if I'm going to model the person of Jesus Christ, unconditional love has to be at the forefront of the way I carry on. And if I am not trying to get there or I'm not there, then I'm not sure I really want to be a Christian because it's a Christ like follower. I'm not sure that I want to be a believer because I cannot, I cannot just do what I want to do like I want to do it. There's a manual that teaches us how to live this life out. It's called the Bible. So when I take scripture and I begin to walk through it, it is because for me, I'm realizing just as you're realizing that God is talking to us in a tremendous way. Because God is after something in our lives And he wants to get something to us So he can ultimately get things through us Well the greatest thing that he wants to get to us To get through us Is agape love Unconditional love Love that keeps no record of wrongdoing I think yeah I am going to talk about Going to 1 Corinthians 13 next week We have got to become Conduits that God get his love through. That means that you got to take time with Father so you can get his heart on things. There are a myriad of people that are waiting to be loved. And I see people, they are dying every day. There's all type of diseases. I love that song to say, all type of diseases are slipping away. It, I mean, all type of the d- diseases, people are slipping away. Economy is down. People can't get enough pay. And we are living in those days. And he says, as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Well, what shall we render to the Lord for all his benefits toward us? We take up the cup of salvation. One of the things that should come out of that cup as we demonstrate what it is to be believers in the earth is unconditional love. What good is a person if a person only love those who love them? He said even unbelievers do that. What is different about you and I That will cause people to realize That we belong to Jesus Sometimes he can't even convict them Because we want love right Because a soft answer turns away wrath Some of us and I've been guilty of this We put fuel to the fire sometimes Like I said earlier I'm not saying you don't need to confront people Just because they blow up don't mean you blow up I'm not saying that we don't need to have conflict resolution and deal with stuff and hit it head on because people will get over on you and manipulate you with even their tears i'm not saying we don't address stuff because we have to but i'm saying that even when you're addressing something even if people mistake you're addressing for for not loving them when the truth is they might not fully understand love but if you stay postured And even after you address it, you talk to them, you speak to them, you love on them. You don't bring it up because you already addressed it. Now, if something needs to be closed, you do close doors, but you don't allow that to rob you of your love walk towards them. Deal with it and move on. So today I have talked to you about how love covers. I am so grateful that you joined my broadcast today as I stated in the beginning, I'm your Soul Care Coach, Antoine Braggs. This is my broadcast salutations and importations. You can now look me up. I do Clubhouse Rooms. Clubhouse is, a, is an amazing app right now that is trending and that God has really graced me to be a tremendous blessing. I have a threshing floor Clubhouse. If you look me up, Antoine Braggs, just as you are able to chime into this and you see me, I mean, you hear me every week, you can chime into Clubhouse. Right now, we're in a consecutive days, but pretty soon I'll, I'll put a schedule when I come on. So just as you listen to my podcast every Wednesday morning, you can come on Clubhouse and see a different facet and see other believers working in tandem with me to bring you kingdom. Also, my Facebook. I am off of Facebook now for 21 days, but 21 days is almost up. We started November the 1st and I'll be back on Facebook on Facebook Live. I have a public figure page that you can follow and you can become my friend and you can start keeping up with what it is that I'm pouring as Holy Spirit gives me. And my friends who come around me that would help me to pour and to also sharpen me as I sharpen them. So God bless you and thank you for taking the time. You didn't have to, but you did. I am so excited that we are being listened to around the world. When I got my stats, I was so amazed as how many of you around the world have found my broadcast or somebody have told you about me and you are listening attentively to the voice of God through salutations and impartation. God bless you. I'll talk to you next Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can get it. I love you. Talk to you real soon.